Welcome to Stay Grounded with your host, me, Raj Jana. I'm the founder of Java Press Coffee Company, and my life changed after my mentor died with three months left until retirement. That experience inspired me to start a personal journey to discover how we can all live a purpose-driven and meaningful life starting today. I interview everyone from best-selling authors and business moguls to extreme athletes and monks to discuss happiness, success, and fulfillment to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I hope you're all having a beautiful day so far. Boy, do I have a very special episode for you with my new friend, Mr. Christian Swain. So Christian is the CEO and head rock father at Pantheon Podcasts which is a syndicate or a group of podcasts focused on the rock and roll scene. He is just a badass when it comes to music. I mean, he's the lead vocalist of Tin Man and has been playing with this band for the last 17 years. He's just kind of got a lot of interesting insight on a lot of different topics, which is what actually made this conversation so powerful. You know, it's you having conversations with people that, are just in very different walks of life from my own. It's beautiful for me to see how the thread of being human connects us all. Like it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, white or black, happy or sad. At the end of the day, we all have human experiences that bring us together. And that is what I think the podcast has given me the most. It's opened my eyes and my hearts to having conversations with people that I normally just wouldn't sit down and have a conversation with. And I think that's something that I cherish very much. And in this conversation, we talk a lot about meeting life with presence and, and we go deep into so much wisdom from Christian's life. I mean, everything from the climate crisis to Christian's experience of being involved in a mass shooting. And we talk about the influence of music and how it aids belonging and how he's discovered so much of himself through music and it was just a really, really, really beautiful conversation with someone that I admire a lot. And you know, music is such a powerful connector. It can bring us together. It speaks for us when we can't really find the right words. And and to hear how music has played a role in somebody's life and their development of self was just really inspiring. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes or any of the podcast apps, all that means is that every single time we release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox. Let us know on social media what resonated with you the most. And above all, I hope this conversation inspires you to connect deeply with yourself and the people you love. So without further ado, here is the amazing Mr. Christian Swain. Enjoy. Yo, 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 what is up everyone? And welcome to this week's very special episode of Stay Grounded, live from Feasted Forward. I am here with my new friend, Christian. What's up, brother? Well, uh, it's day three of Bottle Rock, so I have a lot of music in my soul right now is what's up. What does that mean? My soul feels fed after uh, three days of seeing uh, a lot of acts that I was looking forward to and also discovering a lot of new uh, acts. And uh, if I can plug somebody who just knocked my socks off last night, it was Churches. 
that was just really incredible. And uh, I wouldn't call myself a synth guy, but that synth band really killed. And they were really exciting to see. What about music do you think feeds your soul? Wow, that that's a tough question because me personally, I, I've felt it since I was probably five years old, six years old sort of thing. I just always loved music. And I think it's part of the, the performance aspect. I've always been a performer since I was a tiny kid, was like, you know, like, put me on stage. I have no stage fright. Jump and do and dance or sing or tell jokes or whatever. No problem. So, but growing up at the time I did, 1970s, 1980s, you know, music was just how we determined our tribes. And uh, uh, weirdly, I, I was one of those people that could move from tribe to tribe because I liked all kinds of music. You know, I literally could go to like a progressive rock concert like Yes or Emerson, Lake and Palmer one night and then go see Black Flag or Fear the next night. I might have to change my outfit a little bit, you know, to fit in. But I loved all that music. I loved and everything in between as well. And I don't think there's a type of music that I don't like. And I just... You know, it's just something that you know when you feel it. You know what I mean? It's not uh, an intellectual thing. It's solely from the heart. You just know it when when you feel it here. And in fact, you know, my wife says to me, she goes, I know when you feel it when you cry. Mm. <laughs> I said, yeah, because, you know, they, they, it's, it's the, the goosebumps and, the you know, they hit me. They hit me right in that uh, lizard brain, amygdala, where, uh, you know, all that emotion really comes from. So, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because when I really think about like living a full life, it's about having moments that bring us to tears. It's about having moments that bring us like awe and wonder and those moments that just drop us into our hearts. And I really like think that that's the word. It's like you feel it in your heart because that's where those even the things you remember about your life are the moments that brought you to that space. Are there other experiences in life that have brought you to a depth of feeling that woke you up to even bigger dimensions of life. You know, meeting my wife was uh, pretty special. It was very much uh, love at first sight. You know, she walked in the room and I was immediately like, who's that? And uh, we had an intellectual coming together to start with. I mean, we just talked for like eight hours that night and, uh, and it kind of built from there. So uh, that's definitely certainly a part of it. You know, playing music myself, learning how to play and being out there and, uh, you know, playing on stages like the Whiskey Go-Go, the the Roxy uh, down in uh, Los Angeles, uh, now still having a, you know, a classic rock cover band that uh, has been together for about 17 years and playing all over Northern California. You know, that's fantastic. And, you know, those are kind of the highs that really make a difference. But I've I've had lows as well where music really comes into play. I... um, I had a stepson that uh, took his own life when he was 19, and that was extremely difficult to go through. And music, I think, helped me get through it. In fact, the band I'm in now came out of that tragedy. That put me back into music and put me back into wanting to perform again. And then weirdly, because it's the topic du jour, uh, certainly this week, my band, uh, Tin Man, was involved in a mass shooting back in 2019. And that really changed my perspective on a lot of things. And uh, while weirdly, as I was in the moment, and and this is the kind of person, I've been in weird emergency situations before. I pulled a guy out in a burning car once. And I'm one of those people that like when that shit goes down, I focus. I do these things where you're afterwards, you're like, 
wow, I could have died. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just went and did what had to be done and then go about your business. And the same thing happened when that shooter came out to the left of the stage and killed four people and wounded a bunch of others. And we went scrambling to hide under the stage. I, I weirdly kind of was chuckling because I, I just knew it would be over very quickly because I knew there were cops all over the place. And I was like, what an, all I kept thinking about, what an idiot, you know, deservedly so. But that was, um, I uh, went through some PTSD. And every time that there is a, uh, a mass shooting, I, I have to kind of relive a bit of that. You know, this latest one that just happened in uh, Uvalde, uh, Texas, I tried very hard to just not pay attention. That was my defense mechanism immediately kicking in. It was like, I'm not going to turn the news on. I'm not going to pay attention. I'm not going to look at uh, Facebook. I'm not going to look at the news sites. And I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, it creeps in anyway. You know, and then you see it's, you know, 19 kids and then you have to pay attention and then you get really angry. You know, then you start to go through the five stages of grief again. You know, um, it's less impactful. It's less emotional today than it was in, in 2019. But in each successive one, the emotional um, heat dials down a, a little bit. But that's just what you have to go through. What have you learned about the grieving process through your own experiences? Well, I can compartmentalize pretty well. For me, as I said, the first initial stage is just action. What do I got to do to protect myself and those around me? What do we got to do to get back to some level of normalcy? And then it's reflection. And then in the reflection, you begin to, you know, question, you know, what you did or what you can do, what might you prepare for in the future, you know, and can you do something more important than just yourself? After the shooting, we did a charity concert and raised about $5,000 for uh, the victim's that and that that helped a little bit and um i just think weirdly you know sometimes tragedy opens up a different part of you in some ways and most people want to kind of say oh that's bad or or i need to block that off because it comes out of that but i I don't think that's true i i think if you really try to embrace the reality i mean you can't change it you know, you're not going to go in the past and, and change it. You have to embrace and take lessons from it. And not just about you, but, you know, I mean, obviously gun violence in America is off the charts. This is insanity. It's literally insanity that no country in the modern world, you know, lives like. To me, it's all from a misinterpretation of a bunch of written words from 250 years ago from people who don't live in the world today. So first of all, why are we looking to them <laughs> as uh, some sort of arbiter on uh, how we should live a modern life? And then let's just like live in the moment. Let's live in the present. And I think what's really powerful about being in presence and being able to experience it all is it that's the thing I think that brings us together. You know, it's when we're disconnected from our feelings and we don't allow ourselves to feel the tragedy and we don't allow ourselves to feel the grief. We don't allow ourselves to feel the anger. That's when then it becomes me versus you. You don't feel bad. You don't feel sad. And so when we can just connect with our feelings, it shifts everything. How have you, have you been traditionally good at feeling? Because I feel like as, as a guy, like, I mean, I'll be honest, like I had to kind of learn how to feel as a guy 
I had to go through a pretty tough breakup to actually break me open to feeling and going inward. And it was not fun and not easy. And so I'd love to hear like, you know, has feeling been natural to you or is that another thing that kind of came through tragedy and heartbreak and, and what have been your relationship with it? Well, first of all, I come from uh, icy stock. So, you know, A1, I'm Nordic, extremely pragmatic people, a little cold to each other on the surface, I should say. And, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, also a part of the Protestant work ethic and uh, the waspy, uh, keep your feelings to yourself uh, mentality. But being a bit of an arty kid uh, to begin with, art flows through feelings, so you have to explore that. But I always kept a facade. I would never show my cards. And it wasn't until I got a little bit older and realized that to be any kind of a, even an appreciator of art, much less a, uh, a person who engages in it, art is about pulling out those feelings of which are universal, of which we all try to hide at one time or another. And, you know, the art is saying, no, you you don't have to. I I feel like you do, you know? And and that's, to me, the great thing about music because you will find music that will speak to what you are going through at any time in your life, highs and lows. Sometimes, you know, it's, I feel great. This is awesome. And you get in your car with your big bad engine and you want to put Deep Purple's Highway Star on and drive it about 110 miles an hour, you know, and that's fantastic. And then sometimes, you know, you want to crawl up with uh, Morrissey and the Smiths and, you know, hate the world, you know, so, uh, you know, and, and I think that's good for anybody to engage in that as long as it doesn't bring self-harm or harm to others, that's a good exploration of learning who you are. Know thyself is what they say, right? And so I think uh, most um, people of uh, modicum of intelligence will need to reflect on themselves to become, you know, a good person and a successful person. Uh, You have to uh, be willing to put yourself out there. And luckily I've watched society become more open to emotions. It was not the case when I was born uh, 60 years ago. You know, a man was a man and John Wayne was a king. (laughs) You kept your feelings to yourself, you know, uh, that's bullshit. That's all, that's all ridiculous. I I love the idea. Well, you you brought up self-awareness, which I, I think is so important for everyone, whether you are trying to be successful or not. Awareness is the key that unlocks freedom. It helps you get to know yourself, your present day experiences, and allows you to see life through a lens that's yours. How has music helped you build awareness of yourself? Well, the first thing that comes to mind was uh, I was probably uh, 13 years old and uh, I uh, was hanging around with a, a friend who had, uh, you know, older siblings. And uh, one day, uh, you know, one Friday, Saturday night, we were hanging out and probably doing stuff we weren't supposed to do at that age. But uh, <laughs> the older kids found out that I'd never heard Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And so they were like, what? That's Hold on a minute. They put me in this room, put Dark Side of the Moon on, lowered the lighting, said, okay, you're not coming out until that album's over. And then we're going to ask you what you think. <laughs> so, okay. So I listened intently to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. And if you know that album well, it's literally kind of basically the stages of life. And that was the first time I kind of felt like, oh, oh, 
Oh, for who the iron bell tolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, money. Oh, yeah. We got to make money. Oh, yeah. The lunatics are on the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally, totally kind of. That was my first sort of revelation of like, oh, that's the story of human life. And I think I kind of got it from there, even from that early age. And the greater artists, you know, the Dylans, you know, Peter Gabriel was always a big f- favorite of mine, you know, who could really turn a phrase, tell you what life is, make you feel like you belonged, no matter how you were feeling. And to me, you know, I can, I can always find some music that means uh, something to me, except when I sleep. I cannot sleep to music. I uh, analyze it. Uh, so I, otherwise I won't sleep. So that's the only time I don't listen to music is when I try to sleep because I can't. I cannot put like headphones on to kind of chill and and, and fall asleep. No, I, I'll never fall asleep. I sit there and, and analyze the whole thing. <laughs> and you said so much in that, but you also said something that I'm really curious about. You said music that helps you feel like you belong. What does that mean? Can you explain what a feeling of belonging is or what it feels like to belong? I'll just use a musical analogy of that and probably the the greatest belonging music of the last 50 years. And that's probably the Grateful Dead. You want to talk about belonging. Once you uh, jump on the, the bus and attach yourself to some form of hippie aesthetic, which is what they're about, you are in that tribe. And when you go to a Grateful Dead concert, you see your people. And it is weirdly, drugs or no drugs, a collective mind that goes on for like three, four hours. Some nights are better than others, uh, but that's that's just the dead and how they play. But I see a lot more bands trying to copy that and create this culture that goes with them, whether it's from a space and, you know, definitely the dead, you can draw a through line back to 1967 and the summer of love and that particular look and feel and, you know, what those kids, when they were kids, were, were trying to accomplish at that time. And then, you know, you know, opposite, uh, you know, we, we had Metallica as a headliner here, you know, that's a huge band with a big following. A totally different vibe, though. Something about aggression in the modern world, having to to live in this industrial society. And I think that you get that and the negative aspects of it through a band like Metallica. You can really feel, you know, what it's like to live with that anxiety, to live with that anger, a loss of promise or the the inability to get out of uh, uh, the system and to break free. And for at least a few hours, you can go and jump in a mosh pit and really get all those uh, issues worked out very quickly yeah i guess coming back to your your journey you know you've you've experienced things that bring up anger that bring up hatred i guess what i really want to ask is like the role forgiveness has played in your life and with everything you've been through i'm curious to hear what role it's played and and has it been a part of your spiritual practice your journey the way that you grieve you cope i would love to know Wow. Okay. Well, first of all, I don't ever hold a grudge. So I'm one of those folks that can just, you know, let bygones be got bygones on an individual level. But I can't allow that on a group level because the group is now trying to force issues. So I am a Scorpio and that's never a good idea to cross a Scorpio because we do stink. (laughs) And and I, I will be very militant against groupthink 
that is trying to do what I feel is just not conducive to the human experience. And I see a lot of that in this country right now that really angers me. And I, I get very passionately angry at that sort of thing. So so there's two sides to that coin. Let's focus on the on the individual. We all get hurt. We all uh, have people do things to us, whether accidentally or on purpose. And if it's on purpose, then usually what I've just done is just extricate myself from that relationship permanently. That's usually my go-to is just remove them from my life. But, you know, hey, look, accidents occur. Emotions get high. Alcohol might be involved, you know, uh, and you kind of you got to let those things go by. It's just not worth uh, keeping that uh, part of um, keeping it into your belly and and keeping that uh, rolling around in there. That's not healthy at all. At this stage in your life, what's most important to you? You know, I'm building a company right now of uh, like-minded individuals. It's all built on our passion, music. And, you know, that's really important to me. My relationship with uh, my wife and my stepson, that's as high, if not higher than that. I like being active and I don't see slowing down. I I, I don't look at um, at the future of anything other than to keep on pushing forward. But I am paying more attention to, you know, my inner life, my spiritual life. I think I've developed a, a nice little philosophy that uh, works for me, that uh, that uh, I think that, uh, you know, the, the universe is, uh, is a living thing and uh, we are part of that living thing. And I feel comfortable in that uh, knowledge. And I think that's, that's kind of um, where we as a species need to get to because – and this is really going to go deep. Okay. Oh, it's uh, called Street uh, for a reason. <laughs> well, this is not grounded. We are, we are getting off the planet is my point. <laughs> so this is anything travel. but Let's anything but, but, but grounded. I mean, I personally think the tool-making ape is, uh, you know, Mother Nature created that. Uh, and we've only been around as a, as a species, as a culture, I should say, for about – a hundred to two hundred thousand years, where we've been the dominant, becoming the dominant um, animal life uh, on this planet, and the only purpose for that is to get off the rock. I just think that that's how life works. It constantly needs to break the barriers and expand to something new. I think we've found that over the last hundred years, where we've been able to you know dive deep into the oceans, climbed high to the highest mountains, into the jungles and everywhere. And you know what? Life is everywhere. Well, if that's the case, that means life is everywhere in the universe. This egocentric idea that we're the only ones in this gigantic and you do you know how big the fucking universe is? <laughs> you know? So let's let's start with that. So and you just think this little piece of dust out in the middle of nowhere and a nondescript arm of the spiral galaxy known as the Milky Way is uh, you know, that special? <laughs> Oh no, we're going to find life is uh, is everywhere. But I am concerned, very, very concerned that we are in this moment of what's called the great filter. Are you familiar with that at all? Mm-hmm. All right. So I'll try to be brief with this. So in the 1950s, um, the uh, world famous uh, physicist uh, Fermi uh, kind of posed the question to other uh, physicists of like, okay, if there's extraterrestrials and we're not the only life in the universe, where are they? Well, a few years later, a guy named Drake put out an equation to explain why that might be. And, you know, it started with the, you know, X number of uh, galaxies equal X number of stars, X number of stars equal Y number of planets. That equals, uh, you know, how many 
could potentially uh, hold life, how many develop life, how many develop intelligent life, how many are able to get off the rock. And his conclusion was very few, if any, because of the great filter. And what that means is that when a species is able to technologically destroy itself, it does. And that wow. started in 1945. 1945, you know, we uh, developed the uh, atomic bomb. Uh, and I think in 1945, the human species would have survived. But by about 1960, this um, – this theory called Mutually Assured Destruction, or MAD, was the dominant strategy to uh, give reason why nobody would launch nuclear weapons and destroy all of the planet. Which, by the way, the planet will be fine, okay? Or it's us that will be destroyed. Uh, the planet will go, yeah, okay, I'll start over again. No, no problem. And uh, so, you know, we've had to deal with that since about 1960. Well, now we have another problem. And that's, you know, the climate crisis and everything that goes along with this. You know, to me, I, I do rail against that a little bit. The climate crisis is a symptom to me. You know, you can add ocean acidification, uh, uh, deforestation, species eradication. All of these things are symptoms to a particular problem. And that problem is that there are eight plus billion humans on this planet that all want to live a, an industrialized lifestyle. And uh, the planet can't handle that. And I think that comes back to one of the most important things we can do to help our planet is to get connected to it. Yeah, yeah. Get, can, and, and to realize that, you know, A, number one, we're not special. And we're a part of this ecosystem. Right. And of equal value to the rest of the 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 ecosystem, right? Well, that's the thing. It's connection, right? Like when we can actually feel our food. Like I was talking to Chef, Chef yeah, Rick. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to Chef Rick about sustainability and how – you know, when you're connected to what you're eating and where it comes from. And, you know, my, one of my first companies was a coffee company. And I remembered like when we would source our coffees, even the idea that coffee is a plant, thinking about that before you drink your coffee, thinking about all the hands that went into making this thing that's in your hand allows you to have this greater appreciation and connection to every single thing you become aware of. There's not one thing you are wearing, consuming, breathing that isn't part of this living ecosystem yeah. that all needs each other yeah. to survive and more importantly thrive yeah. and right now we're not thriving we are a disease ridden society both at a physical level at a mental level at a community level and in order for us to come back to a place of harmony we have to come back to ourselves well, I think certain members of of humanity have you know, done very well at uh, dividing the greater masses. You know, you talked about um, you know the food and you know the animals that we we eat, the plants that we eat, and you know I, I appreciate like some of those indigenous religions that you know respect that they they understood their their position in that ecosystem and they tried to. I mean, look. Doesn't it all just come down to balance? I mean, isn't that the watchword? Isn't that what we all should be striving to do is to try to find balance in every aspect of life? You know, not too high, not too low, not too dark, not too light, not too hot, not too cold. That's really what we're trying to achieve and we should be trying to achieve if we can all talk together. You know, I've got to watch, you know, the media landscape, you know, grow from a very regional type of situation to a national one to now a global one. And I personally don't think that we're going to be putting that genie back in the bottle. But we, the people, and I mean the 
people of the planet need to rise up and say, no, we are a collective. We are all together in yeah. this. We have to be. Otherwise, it's lights out. Team human. That's yep. what we are. Yep. And that's what I think even in this conversation, what I'm appreciating most about you, Christian, is just, I know you said we're going astral traveling. Yes. You know, but to me, staying grounded is being able to go far up and seeing the big picture so you can come back to that truth that we're here together. We all breathe the same stuff. We all feel the same feelings. We all get moved by music. We all fall in love. We all have heartbreak. We all go through these human experiences. And no one here is getting out alive. And nobody here (laughs) is getting out alive. There's so many truths to going back out so you can come back in. And I think that's one of the biggest things I took away from this conversation Christian, you're by the way I paraphrase that from Jim, <laughs> from Jim Morrison. So, you know. no, I just appreciate you so much, brother. Thank this you. has been such a fun conversation. I got so Pantheon Podcast. That's what you're up to. You want to give a quick plug for that? Yeah, Pantheon Podcast. You can find us on all of the podcast apps. We uh, have 90 plus shows, um, all music related. We're music agnostic. We love it all. We're trying to find more shows to uh, hit other things that we are missing. We just launched our first show on Sirius XM called Basic with Doug Herzog and Jen Cheney. And there's just uh, a lot of exciting things uh, that are happening with the company. We're really excited to be here with uh, Podopolo and at Bottle Rock. And uh, we've had uh, a fantastic time working with Melinda and her team and look forward to, to more of that as well. So dope, dude. Well, I got one last question for you. In the midst of everything you're doing, everywhere you've been and everywhere you're going, how do you stay grounded? I talk to myself a lot at night before I fall asleep with no music. So I kind of have this voice in my head. I think we all have this voice in, in our head. And, you know, I, I, at first I thought, is this, you know, when you're a kid, is this God? Is this, is this what God's supposed to be like or anything? Well, yes and no, but I think we all have that voice and we need to have more conversations with that voice. I think that voice really kind of knows more. It's like a smarter version of you, you know? It doesn't have all some of the anxiety and the, the daily trauma and the daily uh, routine and grind and things like that to go through. It just sits back and kind of like goes, okay, that was a day. So, you know, maybe tomorrow if we did this and we do that, you know, it might be a better day, you know? Or, hey, let's celebrate right now. It was a good, good day, that sort of thing. So that's how I stay grounded. So simple and so pure, dude. Well, Christian, again, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your heart and your wisdom and your life with us we're so grateful and everybody that is a wrap for this week's episode of stay grounded i'm your host raj this is your new friend christian and from us stay grounded we'll chat soon thanks for joining us today on this episode of stay grounded i hope you found this interview helpful as you create your own ways to live an extraordinary life for more resources and support, please visit www.rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded to join the official Stay Grounded Facebook group, a place where aspiring life enthusiasts can connect and ignite passion for life together. My hope is that the positivity, content, resources, and support in this group will resonate with you on a deeper level. That what you hear in our podcast, read in our thoughtful posts, or learn in our courses will empower you to live with intention, uncover true purpose, and challenge the internal dialogues that stop you from being who you really want to be in your life. Again, thanks so much for joining us. Stay grounded.